Sports Nation, a 40-foot game winner, a new freshman scoring record, and 114 points all on the same night. BYU men's and women's hoops with an unforgettable evening. Men's assistant coach Terry Nashif joins us from the Bay Area. Plus, new BYU football signee Handsome Tanielu, the newest member of the coaching staff Jack DeMooney, and serious love from ESPN. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. 6.2 to play. Alexi Rydalch with the ball. Tied at 62. Rydalch across half court. Has time. Up off the glass and good! One second to play! And with that... Yeah. BYU Sports Nation is live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, February 12th. This nice is how call. we do it. Nice call, dude. Thanks, nice man. Nice call. That was, uh, that was something. That was something for sure. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with play-by-play voice therapist, Jerem Jordan. I'm glad that all of our training could result in something significant. So last night, Lexi Rydalch hits the shot of her life. Uh, a 40-footer with one second left to win last night. They were down 14 and won that game, okay? That's great. That play was number two on Sports Center last night, led Van Pelt Sports Center as well, and my man Spencer Linton's call was on ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! That's awesome. That's, that's the number one uh, third-party mention for, in this show's history. It was last night. That was surreal. For sure. I didn't even know. Like, I knew it was number two, but I didn't know until, like... That they played, nat- what we say, Nats up in the Yeah, biz. three o'clock in the Natural morning. Natural sound up. That it was, that they took my call. So I was, you know, watching that, I was like, wow. This that is- could happen any, that could happen any game, right? Sports, there's potential for greatness in any given moment. We didn't think, you know, you don't guess, like, hey, women's basketball is going to be the one. You'd think men's basketball or, what, or football or whatever. <laughs> when you have a great play, it's going to be seen. So Lexi Rydalch hits this huge shot that starts this great night for BYU hoops because the men throw up 114 and win big on the road. Nick Emery goes off. More on that in a moment. And on SportsCenter. Congrats, man. That's Thank awesome. You. That's yeah, so cool. Really cool. The only That's true so reality cool. television, live sports. You can't script it. Yeah. It's so good. Let's hear and oh. see it again. <laughs> Roll it. Lexi Rydalch with the ball. Tied at 62. Rydalch across half court. Has time. Up off the glass and me yesterday can you can you do you practice that like on behalf of you and and me and i said you cannot no you don't it, the moment a, just comes know. to you right you can't know what is going to happen then and i'm making more of, of this uh, about you than lexi it's a huge shot but oh, it's, it was it's an, our she's show the, so we're gonna talk about hero. you on this yeah lexi's the real <laughs> hero I, I i think i think that was the most excitement we've had on this show since um since trevor maddich this is audio of trevor maddich last night when he saw that play yeah, <laughs> that was not the hail mary against Nebraska. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was, that was last mary. night from Trevor Maddich. Uh, I don't awesome. think that my vocal cords will ever reach that dynamic again. Seriously, I don't know if that will ever happen again. No, there will be. You'll do enough play by play to where you'll have a shot like that. Wow! You, in two thousand seven, you missed a you missed a game that I called where there was a butter, buzzer beater in high school, and uh, I had all I said was, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. Yeah, similar yeah, experience. Yeah, but that shot and that cool, call though. ended up on like a top 50 all-time show. On the best dang sports show period yes. of Fox Sports. Yeah, yes. that was fun. Not as cool as SportsCenter, though, let's be honest. 
Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball pounding San Francisco. 114-89 Nick Emery with 37 points. Record night for him. He tied a school record with 10 three-pointers. Questionable Chase Fisher <laughs> scored 22. <laughs> Assistant coach Terry Nashif will join us at the bottom of the hour. That was a freshman scoring record that he, he passed Danny Angel on. That's crazy. <laughs> Women's basketball came back down 14, as mentioned, with seven minutes to go. And Lexi Radulich's 40-footer. The Cougars won 65-62. The magic number for at least a share of the conference title is now two. BYU plays Santa Clara. Uh, tomorrow, and then uh, San Diego next Thursday. Huge game. Two really tough opponents coming to the Marriott Center. Uh, Speaking of BYU men's and women's basketball, another doubleheader tomorrow on BYU TV. The women host Santa Clara at 2 Eastern, noon Mountain Time. That will be followed immediately at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain, as the men's team takes on Santa Clara on the road in the Bay Area. And softball opened the season yesterday with a no-hitter. That's the best way to open a season. One way to start it. Well, perfect game, I guess. Uh, from reigning West Coast Conference pitcher of the year, McKenna Bull, 8 nothing win against San Jose State. And then the Cougars uh, played Tennessee. They lost that 15-3. to But they continue playing the Kajikawa Classic in Tempe against Wisconsin today, 130 Eastern. Beat the Badgers and rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Emery. Nick Emery. He's going for the record way up high. Got it! He ties Chase Fisher's record of 10 three-pointers. He sets the new BYU all-time scoring record as a freshman with 37 points. Uh, wow. Nick Emery drops 37 points. So you have the Lexi Rydalt shot to win the end of one game, and then Nick Emery makes a late three to set a new freshman scoring record. 10 three-pointers, and Jerem, that coming off four for 25 from the three-point line in the two-game stretch. He, that is, that's not just busting through a slump. That's absolutely destroying a slump. Which is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Nick Emery's 37 points is a new BYU freshman scoring record. Danny Ainge had scored 30, I believe, what was it, six? Yeah. 36 uh, with no three-point line. Nick makes 10 threes as well. Jim Fredette never made 10 threes in a game. Just for a reference, Chase Fisher was the first one in BYU history ever to make 10 threes. So crazy stuff from Nick. Yesterday, our conversation was a lot about Chase Fisher and what dynamic that would play. He ends up starting, playing. He scores 22 points. A quiet, what in the world? A quiet 22. He scored 25 in the first game, 22 with a kind of a bum shoulder. Coming up, we'll, we'll talk to Terry Nashville about that process of getting him ready for that game and how he was feeling and how he, how he played in that. And Nick Emery's performance. I mean, he took it to the next level. We knew that Nick Emery would be a good player at BYU. Not good, probably great player at BYU out of Lone Peak. This was obviously his shining moment and, and a taste of what he's capable of. There was one three-pointer where he was 29 feet away. It I was mean, amazing. It was, it was Jim Fredette versus TCU in the Merit Center. I mean, it was deep. There were a lot of impressive things that we witnessed from both BYU women's basketball and men's basketball last night. That brings us to today's Twitter question. What impressed you the most from BYU hoops, women or men, last night at VAR underscore black? Even though Jeremy Jordan forgot the karma yesterday, the girls still came through for a win. You forgot the karma. What? I didn't give it to Mackenzie Morrison Pulsifer. But she made a bu- she struggled from the field, but she made a bunch of free throws. So she came in the studio, yeah. made a bunch of key free throws. Yeah. We're coming on the show, but yeah. she needed the additional that's my, that's karma my, boost. Hey, my B. My bad. <laughs> that's, right? that's on you, Jerem. Yeah, absolutely. You leave <laughs> one day and the karma isn't given out. No one autographs the flag. 
Understandably, Nick Emery will never forget what he did at San Francisco. He said he loves the rims. It's a shooter's gym. 37 points, a new freshman record. But I want to talk a little bit more about Chase Fisher. Okay, when you score 22 and that's quiet and you're coming off of a shoulder stinger. Four more than your average, too, by the way. Leading scorer on the team. So, absolutely, Chase Fisher was one of the more impressive things that happened last night because of his state and his condition. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't trying to break out of a slump like Nick Emery. We didn't know if he'd we play. Didn't, exactly. We didn't know if he would even play in the game. I mean, you don't go see a doc and then two days later put up 20. I mean, it just doesn't happen. And there's some, there's some sickness, uh, you know, on this team. I think Kyle Davis was under the weather a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, reports of Dave Rose not feeling great. And so BYU able to overcome these things. But how, how good has BYU been against San Francisco specifically, by the way? We talked about, hey, this is a tough matchup, tough matchup. they got to score a bunch of points. A season high 114 will do. 17 threes will do. That ties a BYU record. Sets a new record against D1 teams. My goodness. I mean, the performance, I called it, I called it a season-defining game yesterday. Probably a little dramatic or a lot too much dramatic. Drama. BYU able to put up uh, a bounce-back game in which they score a season-high in points. Nick Emery goes off, and now they play a Santa Clara team, which if you lose to Pacific, you can't overlook anybody, but BYU hasn't ever lost to that team. And we'll talk to Terry Nash of how does BYU avoid a Saturday letdown after an emotional high on Thursday. Rex Walters, the head coach of San Francisco, hates to play BYU. Seriously. <laughs> Gave up 114 last night. The first game this season, BYU wins 102-92. And last year in San Francisco, the Cougars dropped 99. Yeah. Uh, can BYU play San Francisco more often? Like in non-conference, maybe a couple times? No? Hey, look, I love Rex Walters. I think he's a passionate, he's fun. A, I love Rex. He's too. a yeah. funny dude. He's a really intense coach. Guess what? You probably shouldn't try and run with BYU. <laughs> that played you into, might want to slow the game that down. That played into BYU's hands. I mean, if, if BYU can match up with San Francisco in, in Vegas, this guy wants that. This, yeah, this let's guy. go, man. You want to run? Let's go. <laughs> let's That's do BYU it. BYU strength. Did anybody play bad, poorly for BYU last night? I didn't notice this until like a minute before the show. Corbin Kafusi had 10 and 10. Yes. Didn't even know it. He had a double-double. No double. clue. Kyle Davis scored 12. Jordan Chapman had 11 points. Jordan Chapman hit three threes. Did anybody play poorly? Kyle Collinsworth. Nate Austin played one minute and didn't have a foul. I have real concern (laughs) about Nate Austin's playing time because he is eight fouls away. Come on. He didn't need to play. They went with a small lineup last night because the guard line was so unbelievably good. I know, but BYU really needs him to get that foul record. Okay, so if the the men's tournament happened today, and remember Pacific is not going to be in that tournament, so just nine teams. BYU would be the three seed, only one game back because St. Mary's lost last night to yeah, Pepperdine. Yeah, one in the world. And now St. Mary's is 70 in the RPI, BYU 71. And Santa Clara would be the matchup for the Cougars, and then they would play the winner of St. Mary's Portland. That's good. I, as long as, I would, I would like, I know BYU's in Gonzaga's head, but I would almost rather play St. Mary's right now in a semi if BYU gets there than a Gonzaga who's on fire right now. St. Mary's gets swept by Pepperdine. That game last night in Moraga. The Gales they lost had, a home game had not lost at home this season until Pepperdine went in there and beat them last night. And that opens up potentially second place for BYU in the West Coast Conference. BYU snuck in there last year. Last day, got a loss from St. Mary's and beat Gonzaga to get the two seed. So I don't think the two seed's out of the question. If BYU holds serve the rest of the way, beats Gonzaga at home, wins out the Final Four, St. Mary's has to go up to Moraga. Is that next week? I think it's next Saturday. BYU's got a, a legit shot at the two seed there. Now you're talking. 
Now you're talking because to me, this is still a two bid league. St. Mary's is in that number two position right now. Okay, think about this. If BYU sweeps the regular season champion Gonzaga and has the three and one against St. Mary's and Gonzaga, how do you not seriously consider that team as an at large NCAA tournament team? If they team? get to Tuesday night, yes. That's what we've been saying. That after the Pacific game, that the at large was not dead. Almost, but not dead. They could go eight and zero in the back, uh, in the back, uh, you know, six of the regular season, and then two in Vegas, and have a shot. I'm not saying they're going to get in. A shot, a shot. That's all you ask for at this point. The most games BYU has won in a row this year, four. That's it. Four. Interesting. Okay. So again, this is improbable. It's a big ask, but they've done it the past two years. So why not? Why couldn't this team with that talent, the team that scores 114 last night, even on an off-shooting night, they win at Gonzaga if they play enough defense. Why couldn't this well, team win? Well, BYU that? plays better defense in the, in the big games, I think. That's what it comes well, down to. Well, every game is a big game now, and they know it. Well, big as in, hey, this, this is Gonzaga or St. Mary's, not the, the other one, the other teams. By the way, there was an amazing stat the other day uh, that Rebel tweeted out, that Gonzaga has only lost two games in the last four, almost five years now, to non-St. Mary's BYU teams, two. BYU had lost like 13 or 14. Mm. That, that is the difference between Gonzaga and BYU right now. Yeah, and I wonder how much of that is that BYU is still one of the relative new kids on the block in the WCC. It's been to five fi- years, dude. Yeah, Let's go. Know. It's been five years. How about some more big picture talk? Those three special letters, RPI. It's the Daily RPI Watch on BYU Sports Nation. BYU jumps up four spots to number 71. They are exactly one spot behind St. Mary's. Wow. The Gales drop almost 20 spots. That's not good for BYU because... BYU was hoping that St. Mary's and Gonzaga, those wins would be top 50. Well, just Instead, hope that Gonzaga gets zero. into the top 50. They will. I, I promise you Gonzaga is going to be a top, top 50 win at the end. They're just going to cruise through. They're going to get to Tuesday night. They're going to win the regular. They're going to be a top 50 win. That win will have value. And that's why BYU needs to win at home against them because that'll be it for BYU. Those two wins, BYU hang its hat on those two wins. Let's head to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Conversation happening right now. Use the hashtag BYUSN. What impressed you the most from BYU hoops, men's or women's, last night? At Cisco Rue says, it was definitely Spencer Linton's yeah. call of Lexi Rydalch's shot. Hashtag elite. Thank I, you, Cisco Rue. I agree 100%. It, yeah, I should have read that one. Why do we have you read I don't that? know. I agree. That was the most impressive thing I saw was your call. Second was Nick Emery's performance. <laughs> he banked in a three. No, I'm dead serious. Nick Emery banked in a three, oh. hit 10 threes, 37. He was, as you mentioned, four of 25 his last four games. And then all of a sudden he goes, he goes all crazy on San Francisco, 10 threes. See, for me, that's, that is the most impressive thing. As awesome as Lexi's shot was, okay, there are two things, two overlying stories for me that were the most impressive. One, that BYU as a team overcame, and I'm talking women specifically right now, they overcame a 14-point deficit in six minutes to come back and win that game against San Francisco. And then the men were like, 14, 14. Let's score 114. How about that? And then Nick Emery to score 37 and go 10 for 12 from the three-point line, knowing in the back of his mind, man, I've only made four of my last 25 from he, three. He has no idea. Oh, it's amazing. He has no clue on that. It's awesome. He's like, I'm four for four in my last four. What are you talking about? Whew. 
a basketball timeout as we welcome in the newest member of the BYU football staff. Jack DeMooney joins the show next. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Tomorrow, another doubleheader on BYU TV. Women's Hoops at 2 o'clock against Santa Clara. Then 4 Eastern, the men against Santa Clara, both on BYU TV. Check it out. Our Twitter question today. What impressed you the most from BYU Hoops? BYU basketball or BYU women's basketball last night? At Bill Herlin tweeting in, what impressed me most last night was BYU basketball tying the hoops record with 17 made threes, only eight less than Montana State. Montana State, the whatevers, what are it's the, the Montana Bobcats. The Bobcats made 25 threes last night. That's crazy. Did they make a two-point field goal? Because that's 75 points alone just from the three-point line. 25, the way BYU played last night, by the way, is the way I play every Tuesday night. Uh, at my church, and every Monday night in Rec League. Up and down, threes, baby, from, di- yeah. Are you talking about so the 4 fun. for 25 stretch he the had? The 4 for 25 <laughs> was probably more accurate. <laughs> Joining us now in Studio B is the new Director of Player Personnel and on-campus recruiting for BYU Football, Jack DeMooney. Jack, nice to have you in Studio nice B. Nice to have you guys. Thanks. Good to be here. Good to be here on Sports Nation. What was the process like for you getting back to BYU now as a member of the staff? You know, it was... Uh, it was. It, I understood the process, but it was a long process that that had to take place. And uh, you know, I was very eager. Every single day, you waiting if you're going to get the call. And uh, you know, I finally got the call uh, the Tuesday before letter of intent signing day. And uh, it was it was it was it was uh, very relieving for me. And, and and for me, it was it was like a, a dream come true because this is like a dream job that. I've always wanted to do so. It, it was it was it was a great uh, great feeling in the end. You know, I, I enjoyed it, and I'm enjoying every minute of it being here. Ever since I landed here in Utah again with the cold, you know, and so I, I, I like. <laughs> Are you the cold. really enjoying that part? I love Jack? the cold. I love the cold. You know, uh, I, I walk to work, so so I, I'm staying over at uh, uh, the Marriott for now. But I always get up in the morning, and I you know I walk to work, and I by the time I get here, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I'm energetic and ready to go, you know, for another day. So. What, what's your connection to the staff other than being a former player here? Um, you know, a lot of people don't know it, but me and Kalani go way back. And uh, um, when I was – he grew up in Hawaii. So when he, was, uh, when he was growing up, his dad was a security guard at uh, BYU Hawaii. So we used to go to BYU Hawaii because that was the place to hang out, you know, play basketball and, and uh, you know, the game center and – you know, Kalani was a, just a young boy when he was there. And so, you know, that's, that's how far I go back with him because his dad was always a person that, if you go to the football office now, he, he's a people person, really nice and, and really friendly, friendly man. And so that's the same thing he was doing to us when we were young. And so while he was doing that, you know, he would tag along. His son would tag along, and that was Kalani. So we go way back. But, you know, it's it's great. It's great to be here, and and, and especially playing with or, or coaching with guys you played with. You know, it's it's unbelievable because you know them personally, and so you want to do good for them. Uh, you want to try your best. You know, for 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 the person uh, that you played with, but you who you coached with. You know, you're coaching with now. So, you know, it's it's a it's an unbelievable feeling being here right now. 
I've got to ask what little Kalani Sataki, I don't know if he was ever little, but what little Kalani Sataki was like. Uh, you know, and, and, and he doesn't, I, I don't know if he remembers it, but when I, when I, re, when I think back, uh, um, he, he, used to, he used to have cowboy boots. You know, he was, he was the what? kind of person, yes, <laughs> cowboy boots. And he was, he, you know, he was the type of person that, that loves, you know, the cowboy boots and the, you know, playing cowboy. Everybody does that. Ba- back then, you know, cowboys yeah. was a big thing, right? Oh, sure, sure. And so, uh, yeah, he used to have cowboy boots. We had a gun with a holster. <laughs> but he was, that's the Kalani that I remember when we were growing up, you know, back in Laie. So, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Now he's shooting from the hip as the yeah. BYU head football coach. <laughs> <Nice>. Yes. Jack <laughs> yes. DeMooney, the director of player personnel with us in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. Here we are 22 years later uh, after you've been and gone and done a ton of things. But for those that aren't familiar with what you've been doing since you left BYU as a player and, and the time in between, what, what were you doing before this? Um, before this, I, I, I was a teacher uh, back in Hawaii. So I was a, a teacher back in the high. I, went, I taught middle school and high school, uh, special education. And then uh, I coached football. Uh, high school football, but you know, it, it, during my free time, I did a lot of camps around Hawaii, and um, I also um, did a lot of NFL camps. So I was uh, the facilitator to a lot of these NFL players that comes in for the, all these different camps. Also, people, you know, I, I when Kalani was was uh, at University of Utah and at Oregon State, I used to help him recruit. You know, so a lot of the players that went to him, you know, I I, I kind of helped him to 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 you know at, at least. Um, bridge the gap, you sure. know. So get that on they, his radar. Yes, get on his radar, and then and um, so that's why you know when I when this job came available and he asked me to to come on, you know, it was a no brainer because it was a, a, a once in a lifetime thing, and it, it's something that I can do now at the collegiate level, but with a lot of um, you know rules. You know, before you you can just go to anybody and hey, I want you to go to University of Utah. Hey, I want you to go to to uh, Brigham Young. Hey, I want you to go there. You know, or or tell them the the, the benefits and and of going different places. You know, so right now, I, but you know, it's 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 amazing being here, and and I'm I'm so glad for the opportunity to come back to BYU. Tell us about your journey to BYU because I think I went back and read a Deseret News article from. When you were a player, and it called you the Rudy of BYU, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. So tell us a little bit about that journey. Well, you know, I, I growing up, my parents came to Hawaii uh, because of the Polynesian Culture Center back in the '60s. So they were one of the first to come to Hawaii. And growing up there, you know, you grew up in the church, and you you follow BYU football, you know, and and you see the Vaisikahemas, and you, when they come down in the and the Steve Youngs and the Robbie Boscos and. You know, you, you see BYU come out of the tunnel and everybody's booing BYU. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting over there and I'm saying to myself, I want to be on that field getting booed. You know? Wow. And, you know, I, I, I always wanted to play for BYU. So, you know, when, I, when, when it came time, my, when I graduated, I was kind of like the older person, you know, growing up uh, 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 playing on the football team. But, um, you know, I played at Dixie Junior College. I went there in 19 uh, – after I graduated – Things didn't work out for me, so I, I came home, went on my mission, and uh, went on my mission to Micronesia, Guam, uh, served in the Chuuk Islands. And um, when I came back, and I went back and tried again, it was it was funny because you know I had no money. I just looked at my dad and I said, "I'm going to go to college." And he said, he looked at me and he said, "Why don't you join the military?" And I was like, uh, "No, I want to go to play college because my goal, my ultimate goal, was to play." BYU football. I wanted to play for BYU. And so I went to Dixie Junior College. Um, 
actually, first, I went to Rick's Junior College. My brother, I remember him driving me all the way out to Ricksburg, Idaho, and uh, they telling me that I uh, I didn't have any. They didn't have any spot on the on the team for me. So then I, we we turned around and we drove all the way to St. George, Utah. Yes, all from from Rexburg all the way to St. George, Utah. Can you believe that? And then I went over there, and uh, believe it or not, Jackson Kofusi's dad, um, who just signed with uh, BYU, and uh, my friend named Wilson Kavaka. They, you know, I knocked on their door, and they looked at me, and I said, "I need a place to stay." And they they invited me in, and I got there. And funny because the first year I had to redshirt. But I didn't have any money. I wasn't on scholarship. Wow. Yeah. But, and so when I went to the financial aid office, I tried to do all of these things. It didn't work out. Then the lady looked at me. And she said, how old are you? And I said, I'm 24. I said, you qualify for financial aid. I was like, whoa. You know? So I'm, that's, that's the first blessing that came to. After that, everything was, you know, I got a scholarship. And then next thing you know, I have uh, Coach, um, Coach Remage, Tom Remage. I still remember him calling me and, and – and, uh, uh, telling me that I was being recruited by BYU, and I was like, I was, I was amazed. I was, I was just, I couldn't believe it. You know, you know, finally my dreams started to come true. And I came here, and uh, you know, when I got here, I was kind of like the older. I think I was 26 when I got here, but <laughs> I was a 26 year old that would line up, and I can beat anybody in the 40 yard or anybody, even Kalen Hall. If you're watching this, Kalen Hall, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So and Jaron. Jaron, maybe Jaron. He's kind of quick. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but yeah. I know I, I smoked his dad. That's the main thing, you know. <laughs> so it was uh, it was an interesting experience. So when I got here, um, you know, everything uh, was was what I thought it would be, you know, and it, it was amazing. Just playing for Coach Edwards, it was un, uh, unbelievable, you know, just being here and 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 uh, I, I got the best I got the best experience with Coach Edwards because I seen him sing a song. Nobody ever seen that. What I seen him, yes. He sang a, a fight song after we beat Notre Dame in, in South Bend. 94. Yes. I, and those were the time when video cameras was alive. Uh, I mean, video cameras were, were, were created. So I'm like grabbing the video camera and trying to get it because I'm, I'm looking at him trying to, he's singing and I'm trying to get it, you know, because I know it would go on um, America's Most Funniest Video. Yes. <laughs> I would the original YouTube. Yes. Yeah. I would have won $100,000. I know I would have won that again. <laughs> Jack, we need to have you on again. Yeah. Man. Hey, man, I, I, come on. Anytime you guys want, let me know, man. We, we, can have... we just got started, but we, we, have to, we have to wrap. We only have an hour here, but we got to have you on soon. We'll talk about your role as player personnel. No problem. Director. Yeah, yeah. Really good stuff. Jack, <laughs> good to have you back at BYU. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. We would like you to sign our uh, Stretch Y flag back here. All of our former and current athletes get to Are do that. Are you serious? Absolutely. Man. We need, we need a – did you go to Kahuku? Yes, I did. I we went need to a Kahuku Red Raider up there. We have I got it. Okay, there. gotcha. Yeah. Put a Coco Red Raider, but I thank you, man. I haven't signed an autograph for like 20, <laughs> 20 something years. The only thing I signed is my life away when I married my wife, but it's all good. <laughs> Let's all do good. a bit, man. You, you okay. should sign faster than Kalen Hall. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jerem, listen, listen, man. As, uh, as fun as exciting that was, you're going to be even more excited about what we do next. Oh, my gosh. Get out of here. Countdown to the Wildcats. 204, 204 days away. BYU, Arizona. The potato chip bag works way better than paper, dude. I caught you off guard there, didn't I? <laughs> Nick Emery last night. Boom. Oh, 10 for 12. We good? Boom. We are good. Hey, Jack Mooney. Thanks. Thanks for the time, Thank my you guys, friends. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate it. it. You yeah. got it, brother. Faster than Kalen Hall. Yeah, it is. Oh, Up next. Tomorrow.
And back, Jamal Willis. Back to basketball. Wow. Terry Nashif joins us from the Bay Area. How does he explain 114 points? Welcome back, sports friends. On a Friday, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live in Radio Vision on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Doubleheader tomorrow against Santa Clara. The women play at 2 Eastern time in Provo. Spencer Linton on the call again. Let's see if he can get on SportsCenter again. And then 4 Eastern time, the men's basketball team plays uh, Santa Clara as well on the road, both on BYU TV. All I need is Lexi Reidalch to hit a, a game winner three from time. yeah 45 or 50 and feet. For the men to score 115 <laughs> this time and hit 18 We're three. not asking that much. <laughs> Just get us back on SportsCenter. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Men's basketball pounding San Francisco 114 to 89. Nick Emery set a freshman record with 37 points and tied the school record held by Chase Fisher with 10 three-pointers. More on that in a moment. BYU scores a 65-62 win at home in women's hoops against San Francisco. Lexi Rydalch is mentioned and, as seen, hit a 40-footer with one second left to give the Cougars the win. That was the second uh, play on the top 10 on SportsCenter last night. Good gravy. BYU softball opening their season with a no-hitter from reigning WCC Pitcher of the Year McKenna Bull in an 8-0 win over San Jose State. They fell in the back half of two games yesterday to 8th-ranked Tennessee 15-3. to Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is our good friend Terry Nashup, the man who produced one of my favorite shirts ever, that BYU shooting shirt. And Jerem Jordan has now gone into a bad mood. I was hey, feeling great, and now I'm all Terry, stressed out. Terry, welcome back to the show, man. What's up, guys? What's up? There's no contest today. I wish I was in studio. When are we doing our next contest, by the way? It's on you guys when I'm coming over there. Okay. We will line something up. Jerem's getting excited again. Yes. I need another shot of redemption. Jeez. <laughs> 114 points last night. Uh, how do you explain how your team pulls that off and does that, especially given the disappointing loss you were coming off of last Saturday? I think it goes right to Matt Carlino. You know, we talked about him all week and what he did at San Francisco, and we felt like uh, I kept asking Fish if he was going to come with us and play in the game because he loved it over there. And Pretty soon we were shooting like Matt in the, the first half, and it was really fun. Yeah, what what it was it about, uh, I guess, Nick Emery in particular, and let's talk about Chase in a second, but Nick Emery scores 37 and hits 10 threes. At, at what point are you are you trying to cater you know, sets or whatever to him when you see him going off like that? You know, Nick's a kid that's uh, free-flowing, you know, when he gets in his rhythm and he finds his spots. And we went small a lot last night, and uh, it gives our guys, you know, space and freedom. And, uh, you know, he was rolling early, and he just kept going and going and going. So it was a terrific night last night for him. It, it seemed like the game slowed down for him last night, and you could just see his pace, and, and uh, it was almost in slow motion for him. So it was great. He's a good shooter, and everyone's known it, but the last four games he had been four for 25 from three. What was the conversation like with Nick prior to this game? I think it's the same as always, just to be confident and shoot your shots, and we believe in him, and he's going to go down. We did talk about slowing down a little bit for him and you know, taking the shots, and he, he went early. He shot the heck out of it and shoot around, and um, we had shot in there. We shot in War Memorial the, the night before, and he shot great in there again, and I think he mentioned in uh, one of his interviews after the game that he loved Jim, the rims. It seems like a lot of our guys have done that in the past over there. Is there a point when he's just shooting threes and they're getting deeper and deeper that and you just one in. start laughing to yourself like, okay, whatever, do what you want? 
it, it was unbelievable last night. And you know, he he found space and he you know backed up a little bit more and more. And uh, he shot him off the dribble a little bit last night too. And, and they were falling, but the the nice thing is is that everybody was making the right play and sharing the ball. And uh, it turned out like a, it turned out a great night for our guys. We'll break down more of the game in a moment. Do you know how many uh, the, how many threes you made in a game, the high, and how many you attempted? Um, no, I do actually. I do know it was three against San Diego State. Nice. And uh, and uh, that was that was a fun game. That was one of my favorite games. But it was like three in the first five minutes. So I think Nick <laughs> got me on that too. Why'd you slow down in that game? Um, they started guarding me. They stopped double teaming Jared Jensen. Started guarding me. <laughs> The most you ever took for the record is five. So you made three, you took five. Nick was 10 for 12 last night. Other than Chase's performance against Chaminade last year and what Nick Emery did last night, have you ever seen anything else like that in your coaching or playing career? Um, I'm telling you, I keep bringing up Maddie, but when if you guys remember, he had about 70 points in the first 10 minutes over there, you know, three or four years ago. And there's some nights when things are just going and going and going, and uh, it's really fun. You just want to kind of keep it going. You don't want to call too many sets for him. You want to get, you know, get in the flow. You want to use him actually as a decoy, and we were able to do that a little bit last night. We were able to get some OP under action and some, you know, sure a terrific pass to Kyle on that lob. And it's it's great when you're calling the offense and you've got a guy that's going and you've got everybody keyed in on him. Then you can use him in multiple ways. You can obviously get him shots, but the thing that he was able to do. When you have him setting screens, you know, Ty used to do this a lot for us, but when they're really locked in on him and you've got him setting screens, it ends up in layups. And uh, we were able to get quite a few of those last night. And so not only was he able to, um, you know, shoot the ball unbelievably, but he was able to allow us to get easy, easy baskets because they were so keyed on him and so our counters were open. Terry, Chase Fisher was questionable going into the game. What was the process like of figuring out how well he was, and then he ends up scoring 22 in that game. You know, it, it was uh, it was quite a process. You know, two days ago he goes down, and you're just really having a hard time getting his shoulder up, range of motion, even in shoot around. You know, the first couple of shots, it was he was really really tentative on it, and then you could see as shoot around progressed that he got more and more confident. And then when you watched him in warm ups. Um, he thought, you know what, this kid's he's ready to go and, and uh Rod did a great job getting him ready, taking his shoulder up and um he was he was tremendous last night. And then you know, the thing is is when we play I think we played thirty seven minutes small last night, uh, meaning, you know, three perimeter shooters on the floor and, and it was it was really good for spacing and it allows Kyle to drive in there and, and, and find guys and get guys open. It helps Corb. He can stay down there and finish. It helps him uh, offensive rebound. It helps comes. And there was a lot that went into it last night. The guys were tremendous, and um, it was really fun. BYU basketball assistant coach Terry Nasha, former BYU point guard, with us on BYU Sports Nation. There was a moment where Coach Dave Rose had to leave the floor last night and then took his jacket off as well. I think a lot of people were wondering, is he okay, and what was going on in that moment? Yeah, I mean, he's okay. It was really hot in that gym. And uh, you'll have to talk to him about that, but he's he's great. You know, we had a great meeting last night as a staff late, and um, he's he's doing great. It was it was really hot in there. He came back, took his jacket off, and he was obviously fine. And uh, our guys were really hot too, so that was good. Did you know uh, why he went to the locker room, or was it? Did he say like I I gotta go, or did, what happened? 
Yeah, he just said, he just said that he was uh, he wasn't feeling very good, and he just you know said I'll be right back, and so we went uh, went on tried to be as business as usual as possible, but uh, it was kind of in the guts of the game, you know, in the start of the second half, which is a really big thing. San Francisco, you know, the way they play, they make big runs both ways, you know, up 17, down 17 doesn't matter. They're gonna come at you, obviously, tremendous offensive team and um, capable, and so we're just trying to you know keep on attack and score in those moments and. We started small in that half, and we wanted to, you know, stay on attack, and we were able to get Carlson baskets early, and um, that was good. But I definitely like it better when he's uh, on the bench. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I can see why that would be the case, but nonetheless, we're happy that he's okay. And now you get ready for a Saturday game at Santa Clara, a team that BYU has never lost to while you've been in the West Coast Conference. What's the most difficult part of playing on Thursday and then having one day to get ready for a Saturday game this time against Santa Clara? We we need to fix it, guys. We've uh, we've had some issues with that, especially coming off really good efforts and really highs in games, and it needs to be fixed Saturday. We've got a plan. Coach has a plan, and uh, I think our guys will be ready and they'll respond to the challenge. I think they understand the challenge, and uh, obviously, Brownridge is a tremendous talent. Anytime you can go into Arizona and have a shot to win, and um, we know the challenge that's in front of us. We just have to step up to it and uh, and fix the problem that we have. And, we all know about it. And then it's coming quick. It's 1 o'clock game. So uh, we'll practice early today. We've got an earlier practice uh, over there. And uh, we'll get used to uh, the gym. We'll make sure we go through their stuff. And uh, we'll be ready to go, hopefully. We know that it's it's been an issue for us. Uh, a Saturday game, especially off a really high on Thursday. Where do you start with that um, kind of improvement on those Saturday games? Is, is it like more of an emotional thing than a physical thing? I think it's everything. You know, everything needs to change. Uh, we need to come out on attack the first four minutes. We need to um, get off to better starts. We need to, you know, sustain those starts. We need to recognize the opponents and the challenge that comes with that. We need to know their stuff. Um, and then we need to shoot the ball better. And so all those things will uh, need to be changed. And I don't know if there's a, a way to start other than we've talked about it a lot. And I think that our guys really – really understand uh, the importance of it. Uh, we talked about it a lot before the Pacific game, but we need to, uh, we need to fix it. Follow him at Terry Nashif on the Twitter machine, BYU basketball assistant coach. Our guy, Nate Austin, we've been giving him a hard time about uh, becoming the all-time personal fouls leader in BYU basketball history. Eight away, Terry. He, he needs eight more fouls. To go. Are, were you aware of this? You know, I heard it. You know, I'm so much smarter now that I'm on Twitter. I know so much more that's going on. But um, I, I did know that. And unfortunately, when we go small, there's, you know, we played, like I said, 37 minutes small last night. And so you can add up the minutes and, you know, there's 80 minutes at the post. And uh, you can add up all those guys' minutes. And they didn't play much last night. But he's uh, he's such a good kid. He'll He'll get in there. And I do know this. When he gets in there, he will foul. And he only played one minute, so the last three games he only has three fouls. There's a little concern from this desk about his <laughs> playing time right now because fouls aren't racking up for the record. Don't worry. Don't worry. He'll get in there and he will foul. <laughs> we just want you back in studio, B, so we can have another contest, man. So uh, good luck right. on Saturday. Let's do this again in studio. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing you, a picture of you in your shooting shirt tomorrow. That's where it needs to happen. We need to fix this Saturday thing with you wearing your shooting okay. shirt. Okay, that will yeah. happen. I guarantee you that will happen. All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Terry, for the time. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you so much.
Terry Nashif on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. There will be another opportunity for you to earn something, some swagadelic thing from Terry Nashif, Jerem. I just want that shooting shirt, yours specifically. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, the, it's so nice. I'm surprised you haven't worn it on the show. You should. Well, well, I'm going to wear it tomorrow per our agreement with Terry and tweet a picture of it as the good luck charm for BYU to win on Saturday. Oh, I mean on the show. I will Saturday. wear it on the show. Yeah. I will wear I it on the show. I respect the fact that you haven't made me super jealous. In fact, maybe I should wear it on the show when he's on next time. Yeah, do it. All right. Up next, new BYU football signee, handsome Taniello in Studio B. Why did he choose BYU? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live on a Friday from Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Doubleheader tomorrow against Santa Clara in hoops. The women play at 2 Eastern time in Provo. The men play at 4 Eastern in Santa Clara, which is technically the same city as Levi Stadium, Santa Clara, California, where the Super Bowl was on Sunday. So check that out tomorrow. Joining us now is one of the new BYU football signees, four-star defensive lineman out of Snow College. His name is Handsome Tanielu. Handsome, welcome to Studio B. Thank you. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, sir. Okay. I think everybody, including myself, wants to know, how did you get the name Handsome? All right. Well, (laughs) my, uh, when I was born, that was the first thing my mom said to me, that he's He's handsome, so just kind of kept it ever since. So that's, that's the it, real first name. It's not know, a nickname. It's not El Guapo or anything. It's no, like, no, it's handsome, Taniello. And things handsome have never Tony changed. Yellow. You're still handsome. Uh, got a little bigger since then. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so a lot of people were very excited that you signed with BYU. Ultimately, what was that process like as you had two different staffs going after you and when you were wanting to sign – a coaching change happened. That must have been crazy. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, we were actually preparing for a bowl game down at Snow. We were in Kansas, and uh, in the middle of practice, I we get, a, like, a, one of our coaches gets a text and was like, uh, Bronco's leaving. So we're like, you know, me and Jonah Trinaman, we're like, you know, this changes things, you know. And so, uh, you know, I kind of had BYU on the side just for a little um, – and the fact that, you know, there would possibly be a change and just, like, something a little bit more, a little different, you know, I was definitely considering it. So, you know, I was just excited that it happened. Change is good. Ultimately, what led you to stick with BYU? Um, you know, there was no statistic to it. There were no draftees in the past or a schedule or history. It was simply just my heart feeling, just gut feeling. It was just uh, kind of just woke up and... You know, didn't see any light or anything, but it was just like, man, it just felt good to kind of say, you know, I'm going to go to BYU. And once I finally, you know, look, you know, sent it out on social media and all that, it, it just kind of felt good. You know, I was just like satisfied with it and I was happy with it. So, What kind of reception did you get from the BYU fans through that social media announcement? Oh, my gosh. BYU fans are absolutely crazy. You know, <laughs> I, I, you know I right when I... I was in the middle of, you know, just typing the whole thing. I had to make sure that I worded it right and, you know, just making sure that everyone knew I was most grateful for everything that happened. But as soon as I tweeted, pressed that tweet button, you know, send tweet, I, like, 
about 120 like favorites and like 80 retweets within less than a second like <laughs> right when i pressed it like i was like oh my gosh my phone could not load fast enough and i was i was like wow this is this is crazy so and then and, you know my phone just kept doing that the whole day and it actually went on for about three days to where people were like it's happening now in fact yeah. while you're on the show <laughs> i'm hearing the buzz yeah yeah it's <laughs> Now nah, my mom's tired of that buzz, but you know, it. You know, when I was back home for Christmas, it was like constantly on my phone, just checking what was the updates and all that. So, you know, it was. I'm glad BYU's, you know, very supportive of all the athletes, and I couldn't be any happier. What's the plan like for you uh, to enroll in school and, and get on the team and all that? Um, just to get ready to keep going and nothing really, just. Get ready to play. Just be ready for a fall. So, what was your first interaction like with Kalani Satake? When did that take place? Where did it take place? Shoot, I've known Coach Satake since I was like sixteen. So back in Hawaii when he was recruiting me from Utah. So um, it's a little different back then. There was uh, my priorities were a little different, and I wasn't really. Uh, I wanted to play football, and you know my goals are there, but the priorities and other aspects were just not there so you know ended up having to take the junior college route but I'm happy I did and turned out to you know work out in the end so but you know me and coach Sataki go back since then and then built a relationship while he was at Oregon State and then you know when he came here it was just like you know we were uh you know, supportive of each other, and then just asked me. He was like, "So are you on board or or what?" You know, as soon as he got the job, and so uh, you know, it, it happened. So here I am. Describe your game. Are you a tackle? Are you an end? What are you on the D line? You know, I like to think I'm an end, just because you know they're usually faster, but that's not the case. You know? <laughs> um, maybe like 40 pounds ago, I could play then, but uh, I, I play defensive tackle. Just a, a three tech or a nose guard doesn't really matter. Just wherever it goes, I I love it both. Um, I play some end I can if I really have to, but you know that's we're talking about possibly losing my breath for a little bit. You know, possibly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a little difficult to run with 320 pounds and uh, you know be able to keep keep going for like eight straight plays. So it's a it's a it's a different style playing D tackle in the end, but I'm a, I'm proud to play D tackle. It's it's where the big boys play. Recent BYU football signee and four star defensive lineman Handsome Taniello with us in Studio B. You mentioned Jonah Trineman, who is another big time four star get from Snow College for BYU. You were his teammate down there with the Badgers. What kind of a player does BYU get with Jonah on the offensive side? Uh, you're looking at extremely fast. Um, he's not cocky at all he's really humble um quiet and you know he's just explosive you know he's uh I can always depend on him to catch the ball you know if it was thrown right and uh you know he always makes a way to you know to score and I always knew that when they kicked the ball to him on on the kickoff you know it's done deal the guy was gonna get at least 20 yards and he was he you know he he proved our conference you know that that he was the probably the fastest guy in our conference. So, you know, he's a uh, – BYU fans are going to see him score a lot of touchdowns this year. I'm, I'm excited for him. 
Probably not as fast as you, though, when you're defensive end weight, right? Oh, oh heck no. <laughs> <laughs> Handsome, great to have you in studio. We'd like you to sign our stretch ride flag before you leave, and uh, we wish you the best of luck as you move forward to BYU. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. Handsome Tanielu, recent BYU football signee, now signing the flag here in Studio B. Our, oh, yes. he, he and Travis Tuilolo. Oh, I know. Those I know. I love it. I love Think it. about that dynamic. Get him in front of 63,000 at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Let's go! The Cougar Whip Round hits next. We should count down to Arizona or something about it. BYU Sports Nation, presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem? Let's flip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. The dudes beat up San Francisco 114-89. Nick Emery set a freshman record 37 points and tied the school record with 10 three-pointers. BYU at Santa Clara tomorrow for Eastern. Women's basketball. The ladies came back from down 14 with seven minutes to play. Lexi Rydalch had a 40-footer with one second left. They win 65-62, have won 13 straight. They host Santa Clara tomorrow at 2 Eastern, part of our doubleheader on BYU TV. Volleyball. Third-ranked Cougars on the road tonight at Princeton, 7 Eastern time, and tomorrow at the New Jersey Institute of Technology on ESPN3 at 7 Eastern as well. Cougars in the PGA. In the second round of the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, Zach Blair is at two under, tied for 41st. Oh, that was weird. Daniel Summer is currently four over, sitting 140th. Jerem? Jimmer! The D-League All-Star Game tips tomorrow uh, in Toronto at 2 Eastern, and Jimmer will be a part of the festivities. He plays in the game and competes in the three-point contest. Check it out on NBA TV and NBADLeague.com. Football! Athlete named Jamal J. Swag Daddy Williams, the 57th best running back in college sports. He'll have something to say about 57. that. 57. Future guests Matt Brown, Jonah Trinman, Mike Littlewood, Alema Pili, Pilimai, yes. and Derwin Gray, the pastor. Next oh, week. it's loaded coming up. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need the most. DexterLaw.com. We're giving it to two people. You know them. Nick Emery and Lexi Rydalch for their individual performances last night. And Spencer Linton for making oh, it on SportsCenter. Booyah! <laughs> yeah! What impressed you most from BYU Hoops last night? Let's go to the Twitter machine for our elite tweet of the day. At Nick Lee 51 says, The fact that Jimmer Fredette traveled from Westchester to San Francisco dressed as Nick Emery and made it rain. Yeah! Hey, thanks to our guests today. Jack DeMooney, Terry Nashman, Handsome Taniello. Good stuff. That was all Nick, man. The show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes and tune in for Jeremy Spencer. Shout out to Mike Rose. We'll see you ah! on Monday. Beat Santa Clara. Ah!